0: Hey,
1: I'm Tanvi. And I'm Erin. And
0: this is Camden Cast.
1: Yes, thank you for coming back. This third is episode. Third episode in which we are covering the third episode of uh, season one of uh, the classic WB show Seventh Heaven. The name of this episode is In the Blink of an Eye.
0: Very ominous.
1: Indeed. So, um,. First impressions for you? Uh, oh, of the episode? Yeah. Um, Overall, I
0: actually thought this one was a lot stronger than the first two. Oh,
1: I'm way say- better than the I I as a second impression. Looking, this was much stronger than than the second one. Pilots you can kind of throw away because like whatever they're trying to do pilot work, but the the, the second episode was all over the place. Where this one much more consistently established like a few. Plot lines that you were supposed to care about, and
0: and also um, there was con- uh, continuity in things that happened in the sec- like things that were brought up in the second and first episodes that continue on into the third episode, and
1: although Renee has not made another I mean, appearance, yes,
0: Renee is not does not return. Still holding out hope for Renee here, but um, the thing that I did notice is this one didn't seem to follow the episode formula that you broke down for us
1: uh. Uh, in the last episode. <laughs> oh, I was wrong. No, I mean some of them. This was all kind of in the family though, I yeah. would say. Yeah. Very I mean, family centric. So I I mean well, we can get into it, but but like Matt's deal, I guess, was kind of like uh the rev yeah, you're right. All right, I was I, wrong. <laughs> I, I was wrong. Um but I we will see that for that there definitely is a formula going forward with like most of the episodes, but this one was dealing with like the kind of interior, so uh
0: so we start with the cold open, which doesn't really give us anything other than.
1: Oh, they talk about how um, Annie's parents are are coming coming back to Glen Oak from Arizona, and they had just left at the beginning of the second episode. So I thought that was a bit um, ridiculous that they left, maybe like over the course they left for a week just to fly back. Uh, didn't really, I wasn't I wasn't buying it, and then and then in the cold open they also tell Simon that he needs to get bunk beds because. When the it seems like the grandparents are moving in. Actually, they're like, "Oh, we want them to be comfortable, so we're giving them Matt's room, and and Matt's going to sleep in Ruthie's room, and, and No, Matt's and-
0: sleeping on the couch.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Well, so Ruthie for me needs to move into Simon's bunk beds, and he's upset. So, whatever. Go to the you know title card opening credits, and then we had another absurdly long. Opening, yeah. Like just um, a, th-
0: first, it was like you know normal shots of I guess the neighborhood people riding their bikes. Et- we, et first, we see
1: I wrote it down the order of we see the like the paper boy delivering papers. We see then we the see milk the milkman delivering milk. Then we see a man who like works for the paper company delivering the newspapers to like stores, and then we see a man delivering bread.
0: And it's just different shots of I guess Glen Oak and. It goes on forever.
1: It was probably about 45 seconds of, yeah. We wasted too much. We have, again, wasted too much time <laughs> talking about how long the opening was. Um,
0: but this uh, basically leads into the first uh, shot of the family after the cold open, which leads us into one of the main storylines we're going to cover in this episode, which is Lucy's date with... <sighs> giving everyone a moment here.
1: All right. She finally scored a date. With Jimmy Moon. And Jimmy Moon is not only coming over to the Camden house, he's coming over with a video. But we'll get to that later. He's very sophisticated. We learn a lot about his character.
0: Well, first of all... A man
1: of few words,
0: <laughs> first but strong of all, character. First of all, uh, the Rev calls Jimmy Moon Prince Charming, and that takes you back to our, like... Um, her banter. Star banter from the first episode because we know who Lucy's type is. It's Prince Charles. So it yeah. looks like she's found her Prince Charles and Jimmy Moon. He's Prince Charming.
1: Yeah. Um. And, and the whole, this starts with, with Lucy asking uh, Annie, oh, how, how are you going to keep dad away from me and Jimmy? And she's like, oh, he's got to like deliver meals on wheels or whatever. But then during, after like all the kids go to school, Annie gets a call, Uh, Matt's still there, but she gets a call and and her parents are like, oh, we can't make it. So she decides to take an impromptu trip to Arizona to visit them because she's like, something must be wrong. So Um, she's gone, we're out of the picture, we're throwing her away for the remainder of this podcast until we, we will tell you when to care about Annie again.
0: (laughs) Well... Uh, We're just going to go on, continuing on the topic of Lucy's date with Jimmy Moon, this brings us into kind of another, like, smaller side story about uh, this ongoing romance between um, Jeff and Mary. Mary has a party that she wants to go to with Jeff, and she's not being allowed to go, but Mary says that it's okay. It's okay that I can't go to this party. Well, wait, wait.
1: First, there's that great scene when Lucy's trying to figure out who's going to, like, run interference with with the Rev for her date. Mary straight up is stupid and asks... (laughs) She comes right out and she tells her parents she wants to go to this party of, like, a friend of Jeff's. And uh, they, of course, say no because they were like... uh, I forget. The, will it be like they like ask her all these questions, and they're like, "Oh, will someone be bringing alcohol there?" And she says she doesn't know. Uh, and she
0: didn't gather. She didn't gather the person's biography. Yes. Which the rev is like autobiography.
1: Uh, and then finally, you know, the rev was like, "Oh, well, Jeff, you know, well he'll understand. He knows who your parents are." And Mary just goes, "Yeah, the people trying to ruin my life." So uh,
0: regular melodramatic teenage woes.
1: Yeah, so then cut to her and her and Lucy in, in their room, and uh, she's like, oh, it doesn't matter if I can't go to the party, I'll just go see Strip Tease with Jeff.
0: And now. Lucy's very quick to go, isn't that R-rated? Which just reminded me of your um, comment from last episode about Lucy being a suck-up.
1: Oh, yeah, she's like, oh, you can't see an R-rated film.
0: Now- we're going to do a, just a brief interview here about
1: I, So, again, tees. I was four years old in 1996, so... I was I, not
0: four years old. All right.
1: Well, I, I didn't see striptease. Uh, it's got Demi Moore in it. She... What was it? She, oh, she, I'm just
0: going to read the summary here from...
1: I uh, just want to say, it's, she, she works at a club called Eager Beaver, and <laughs> yes. I just wanted to...
0: She's a former FBI assistant who um, needs money to fight her legal case to get her child back from her ex-husband, and so... Decides that the best way to do this is to take up dancing at the Eager Beaver Strip Club
1: at Burt Miami. Re- and I love that Burt Reynolds is in Burt the. Burt Reynolds is in
0: this movie as a, p- a politician with an obsession. And what is his obsession? Uh, the character that Demi Moore plays. Yeah,
1: I would. I could have guessed that. Um, so obviously, I, I wrote down that it was a dramedy. Oh yeah, so. no,
0: it's a drum It's a comedy and a dramedy. It al- also just. For anybody who's thinking about watching striptease, it only has a 12% on Rotten Tomatoes.
1: Wow. This is a horrible Wow. <laughs> That's I would like to compare that to like films that Jessica Beale has been in. Like check out like what what does Valentine's Day have on Rotten Tomatoes? We'll get back to you with that. The comparison of of but, uh, we, we probably won't get back to it. I that, would to be say honest. Well and another thing is they really don't in this show they don't play like con- contemporary music and as far as like pop culture references go, this is like one and probably the entire first season. They don't talk about oh, things. Wow. They they never really place other than like, you know, the way the characters dress and stuff, you never really you could drop this family into any time period and probably like it would it would fit just because it's like they're the weird reverence family. So yeah, that's interesting too, because uh they, they don't really ever talk about like things that are going on.
0: Um Aaron actually pointed out during the scene between Lucy and Mary that there's a couple of posters in their bedroom. Oh
1: yeah, they have a they have a ton of um, well, they had one. that was like Sylvester and Tweety Bird, and then one was just the Looney Tunes, and then they had like a stuffed animal of of Bugs Bunny. So a lot of uh, heavy WB uh, like shout outs, WB characters, so. WB
0: product placement. You know, it being a WB show.
1: I think that was still uh, when when the WB store existed as well.
0: Oh, did you
1: did you have a WB store in the local mall? No, I uh, did not. All right, well, you missed out. There was one in the in the local mall where where I grew up, and uh, the, the we miss it just like the WB <laughs> network.
0: We miss the WB store.
1: Missing the WB store, it closed way before the network ended. So. This, right.
0: uh, this interaction between Lucy and Mary also gave us uh, Lucy saying that her <gasps> date with Jimmy Moon is the most important night of her life.
1: Uh, and then, f- well, I would, ar- I would argue that anyone going on a date with Jimmy Moon, it's the most important night of their life. And this is not only a- any date. Uh, we learn that Lucy now wants to be kissed at a tender, at the tender age of 12 years old. And
0: this does not sit well with Mary at all.
1: And... Well, she doesn't just want to kiss. She wants to be kissed by Jimmy Moon. So, yeah, so her and Mary get in a little bit of an argument because Mary's like, you're too young to get kissed because, I don't know, they, they've they set up these, like, arbitrary, like, laws in the house.
0: About one, you can be kissed. And um, Lucy says, it does, like, you know, you can't tell... Uh, Mom and Dad about me wanting to be kissed because I'm gonna tell Mom and Dad about you planning to watch an R-rated movie with Jeff.
1: Yeah, so uh, she's like blackmailing her, and then she kind of blackmails her into into trying to like run interference with the dad on the date. Now that that now that uh, Annie's out of town and uh, the Rev is going to be home during her date with Jimmy, which is going to be at the house. Um. So she's blackmailing her with striptease. Uh, then it kind of cuts to... Well, well, it
0: works. Her blackmailing works because Mary decides... Yeah,
1: you see Mary talking to Jeff, and she's like, oh, I can't go to the party. Um, and, and do you want to see striptease? Like, this is supposed to be Friday night. And then she's like, do you want to see striptease with me on Saturday? And we spoke a little bit in the last episode, kind of... Pretty much as a joke because it was just a bad segue. I think, like, Tanvi was like, oh,
0: speaking of romance, romance, Matt
1: and Jeff were together. Um, But then in this episode when Mary says she wants to see striptease with Jeff on Saturday night, he's like, we
0: find out that Jeff and Matt have already seen striptease. They've already apparently been on some sort of date. So maybe there's more to this secret gay romance than we thought. Maybe we, we aren't making anything up. I guess uh um, let's keep my, a let's keep a watch out. Let's keep yeah. a
1: lookout for this. We'll keep that that'll be on our radar. Uh so yeah, Which, so um, but also again, it's kind of like sweet because Mary does agree. Well, obviously because she can't she can't go to the party, so she uses this excuse with Jeff instead of telling him like, Oh, my parents are lame. She's like, It's a sister thing. So good. I think even though they're kind of like at odds, they fight a few times in this episode and then make up It's still like a good, like, they're watching out for each other kind of, kind of vibe.
0: Well, I mean, another relationship that's built up in this episode, I mean, last episode was a lot about, you know, Lucy and Mary's relationship, um, which we get a little glimpse of here as well, but this week, uh, we see, like, the building up of Simon and Ruthie's relationship. Yeah,
1: more of the younger kids, and I would almost throw Happy in there, because every time that, (laughs) every time it shows them hanging out, like, Happy's there and and seems like a, a participant, and, uh... Their like their interactions, so yeah, Ruthie is moving into Simon's room, and they have like a like a cute little, I don't know. They they end up well, like because I've seen everything, I know that they end up having kind of like a stronger relationship as like the two younger kids by by a lot. I mean, Simon's only two years younger than Lucy, but she's still much you know she's like in middle school and he's still in elementary school. So I guess it's it's very much like him and him and Ruthie are kind of in it together, and he has some like stupid thing where he's like, oh. You need to do whatever I say. Well, Simon... what M- Matt tells Simon... Yes, yeah, like- I just
0: made, like, a note about this scene. Matt's like, oh, I didn't teach you well enough about how to, like, manipulate your younger siblings into doing what you want them to do. So um, it's this, like, silly thing about whatever age you are. So Ruthie's five. Uh, that means anything before five o'clock, Ruthie needs to do. Um, and... There's, the only note I made about that scene was Matt puts on this very weird, like, East Asian accent where he goes, uh, good job, young grasshopper or something. I'm not even gonna attempt to do the accent here. But then the music does this really, like, the background score does this really weird thing where it's, like, this Japanese flourish... Out of nowhere, and that's like the little note I ma- uh, I made. But um, just an
1: inappropriate thing they yeah. did.
0: Speaking uh, of Matt, though, that's this like the other one oh, of the yeah. other main storylines in this big episode. point of
1: contention. Um, so because the because Annie is going to Arizona and the Rev has to I don't know stay home and and watch Luce, Lucy and he he's not going out and delivering the Meals and Wheels. They tell Matt who is still in the car restriction from go, staying out too late with. Renee, we didn't really talk about that, but he's punished, so he's restricted... He's for three weeks. Yeah, restricted car access. He's, like, only allowed to take the kids to school. Um, but they were like, oh, well, you... Since we already committed to delivering the meals on wheels, you can take that out. And he uses this to arrange a date, and he figures he could finish delivering the meals early enough to, to take this woman, Diana, out, who...
0: Yeah, this is the first real instance of, like, uh, a romantic relationship we see with Matt... Um, since Renee ended up not being any, like, anything but just a friend to Matt last episode, uh, the first real look at Diana we get is...
1: They're making out, uh, in the station wagon that Matt is allowed to, uh, take the kids to school in, so yeah, um, bitches love a station wagon, um,
0: continuing on that storyline, what we have, uh, going on later is Matt goes to pick Diana up from her job at this, like, I guess, red like a diner. diner, um, lots of neon lights going on at this diner, um, afterwards, oh, well,
1: well, there's this, uh, there's are we going <laughs> to talk about that weird part with the man and the van? <laughs>
0: um, well, so Aaron and I watched these, uh, watched these shows, these episodes together, and, um... So because uh, Matt is using the Meals with Wheels, you know... Um, meals
1: on Wheels, meals church Meals on van. Wheels, sorry,
0: church van to do these deliveries and also using that church van as a way to... to pick up his date. He, go pick up his date and be with his date. Um, that is the vehicle that he's driving when he goes to the, the diner. diner. And then once they're leaving the diner, uh, there is a man who, I guess, smells the Meals on Wheels. Yeah,
1: he's like, <laughs> smells like Salisbury steak. And this man, obviously he was supposed to be homeless or just like let, has, having lesser means and he's like dirty but he also he looked to the point where he's like undead and I was like he's at the van He's like, I smell steak in there, and I was like, is this man? Is this like a Buffy crossover? Yeah, Are we about to <laughs> like this man is about to be slayed from what I can tell? Um,
0: yeah, we're like, oh, is the W going? WB really going hard this episode? First with all those posters, and now with this like seamless. They're plugging Buffy, Buffy in, a, it. In,
1: in the middle of a Seventh Heaven episode.
0: Um, but
1: in, it did not turn out that way. Matt just gives him money, and he said, like, and
0: apparently that just turns get, this it,
1: girl on. It is.
0: It 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 just goes. Straight it, like, she's turned on. It goes straight to her...
1: She's like, wow, that was loins, so like... Loins, I guess. <laughs> the money... Money goes straight to her loins. No, not
0: even money. Giving money yeah, away. Yeah. Um. And yeah. they, like, have this... Int- and she says, like a man. And, yeah. and, like, starts, like, they're aggressively making out Yeah,
1: in, in the church van. In the church van. And then there's this... So then there's this weird reveal. She's got, like... I would say, What was like, a 24-ounce can? Yeah, like a 24-ounce can of beer. We don't know it's beer, but it's just this like cylindrical object that's covered in like a, uh, like a paper bag. And she like rips, rips the paper de- bag down real quick. And we see that it's like beer. And this is as Matt is starting the van. And she's like, oh, you want some? And he was like, oh, uh, I'm like, I'm underage and I'm driving. So no. So she takes like a sip and then he starts to reverse out of this parking spot. And they start making, he, instead of, turning around and and looking behind him while he's backing up, he is making out with Diana while he's in reverse, and uh, of course he reverses straight into a cop car, because uh, of course that would happen on 7th Heaven, and when that happens, he hits this, this girl drops the beer all over his lap, so Uh, it's not looking, yeah, it's not looking good for him. Um, all right, let's, that's, that's about that for that scene.
0: Um, so while this is happening, you know, the Rev is left alone with the kids in the house because Annie is off in Arizona, which we'll get to later. Uh, but while this is happening, there is this dinner scene. Well, we've also,
1: a few times there's already been reference made to the, the Rev not being able to cook. Um, which definitely comes through strong in this because he's left to cook for all the kids. And There's just a
0: couple of golden lines that happen in this scene um, where, I guess, the tales from the seminary brought to you by Reverend Camden. Uh, those, those
1: kooky ministers.
0: <laughs> um, about cooking adventures and they're making something called a
1: combat casserole. Which was all they would just empty the fridge and, and cover it in cheese because I believe it was Mary had the line. She said, Yes, because you've told us cheese covers a myriad of sins. Which
0: you know what is probably the, the, most, honest, truthful, truth, yes. the most truthful thing that Seventh Heaven has said so far.
1: Here's the cheese.
0: Yes. Here, here, here,
1: cheese. Here, here,
0: um, here. <laughs> For cheese is a golly, jolly good fellow. Yeah. Um,
1: it, so, that's that. That's like, that. Then they all try to give the food to the dog because, uh uh-huh, the Ram's a terrible cook. Isn't that so funny?
0: Um, but that brings us back to our other main storyline, which is Lucy's big date. It's happening. Oh,
1: yeah. So... Um, so she comes. So the doorbell rings, and sh- and she goes down to answer it. And she sprays breath spray in her mouth because
0: which is the, n- the 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 signal in the '90s for it's time to make out.
1: So yeah, she she opens the door. Jimmy Moon's there with, a f- he's he's very sophisticated. He has a French film, and he rented it from Hollywood Video, bringing his VHS tape around. And he's so slick. Jimmy Moon's got moves. First he. Uh, tells the Rev what they're what they're planning on watching because of course the Rev had to answer the door with Lucy to you know give him the third degree, and he's like, "Oh, it's a French film, and I got you a copy." And he gives because g- and the Rev
0: was like, "Oh, maybe I'll sit down and watch it with you," and Jimmy Moon's like, "No need, I made you another copy."
1: He's like, "Oh, you can watch this upstairs. Leave us alone in in the uh, in the living room," which comes to be known by a different name because well, well, there's we sitting, just Keep on going. Yeah, yeah. It, it, so uh, for some reason, Mary. Even though she agreed to not go on her date and like run interference, she's peeking through the door and she's like jealous and she goes and she grabs. Well, her. she's
0: upset because Lucy's about to be kissed as a twelve-year-old and, and, and Mary had, had, to had to wait. To, 14 Mary years. had to wait fourteen years to I get guess. kissed. So she what? She she goes straight she's, up. to She's dad. hell
1: bent on ruining this date.
0: Um, <sighs> wait, what did you write down? You wrote something down about this. You wrote Mary.
1: Uh oh. oh, oh <laughs> saboteur. <laughs> That's what just Mary is a saboteur.
0: And then we have this scene. Where- I also
1: wrote Jimmy Moon is slick as shit. That was <laughs> when he <laughs> no, Because when he-, he does a few um they show him sitting there and he does like the 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 yawn to put his to put his arm around Lucy. Um so we um oh, yeah. and, and and the Rev even said I have this quote written down too. Um, I see how you charmed my daughter. <laughs> I don't even know how that comes up. He he just looks at him and he says, "Well, well I, I guess, see how you charmed my daughter." Well, I
0: guess Jimmy Moon can charm just the pants off of anyone, can't he? Oh
1: well, yeah, he's um, doing a good job over here. Well, so yeah, Mary just wants to ruin the date.
0: So uh, she goes up to the Rev and convinces him to play the guitar while. Well, the
1: first she she we have the first reference. She says. Uh he needs to go down there and break up what's going on in the Love, oh, den, love den, which yeah, is what the Rev now repeats this back to her, referring to their living room as the Love Den. Uh Mary actually convinces the Rev that he needs to go down there and play his guitar. Uh and he he does it for some reason. Yeah, He's like, like in bed ready to go to sleep and, and then she pulls out his guitar and, and him and Mary start singing folk songs and it
0: country folk songs yeah and the only thing I've written down and what I said to Aaron out loud was I wonder if this is what got Justin Timberlake's attention the first time around when she when he saw Jessica Biel's singing voice is Mary
1: probably I bet <laughs> and then I oh I was like Justin he was he was like dating Brittany at that point was he really like looking out for it I don't think he was
0: dating Brittany in 1996 I don't know. Yeah, I don't I think that was like an early 2000s thing. I wasn't born yet. <laughs> um <laughs> um that's my well, excuse.
1: And and also this is not the first or well this is the first time, but not the last time we will see the Rev's musical talents. Um, um this is definitely a recurring thing. I don't know if I'm looking forward to that. We learn well he'll like he he was like plays guitar. Well, obviously he plays guitar. He he was previously in a band. Um so this this leads like Lucy to s- storm out. Um, and she, she goes and she, like, I don't know, yells at yells at Mary. And then she, she does say something. She she kind of, ruined, like, makes good on her blackmailing and is like, oh, you were going to see Striptease or the R-rated movie. So then the Rev is angry at Mary. Um, of course,
0: Lucy storms off. Um, at this point, all the kids are there. And Jimmy Moon has a great line.
1: He, goes, he just goes... Is the date over? <laughs> and I think Simon is just like, yeah, yeah, it is.
0: So at this point,
1: after um, well, th- this is this is definitely probably the Lucy's the worst uh, moment. Of she, the as she storms up to no one in particular, she just goes, "Thanks a lot." You always ruin everything, and storms up the stairs before, you know, Jimmy Moon has to go home and and the rev drives Jimmy Moon home.
0: For some reason, Erin needs to know what the time of the ending of this date is. So she, like, rewinds, rewinds, like, this portion of the episode because there's a clock in this scene.
1: It was a grandfather clock... (laughs) Clock... Clock. Grandfather clock... With the Roman numerals, and it was And
0: like what I found out today is that Erin cannot read time, because she was saying, is it 11? Is it 10? I was like, is oh, I think I said
1: it was it, 10, 15. T- And it was definitely it nine, was nine 10, ten,
0: which are two of not the same things. All right,
1: well, I can read a clock, I promise. Uh-huh, um, sure. I wasn't born before cell phones, so... Well, now... So then, yeah, Mary what, and Lucy are fighting, but they share a room, so it's hard to be fighting, I guess.
0: Well, what happens is a... Um, back and forth of, I'm assuming what they think is insults to each other because Mary calls Lucy hot lips. And Which almost
1: sounds, that sounds like a compliment. I know. I, I would or
0: like, I, I don't know. I, I don't know why anybody would call somebody else hot lips for any reason uh, other than when your lips are hot. Uh, yeah. But um, then Lucy go- gets back at Mary by saying, well, you just want to be kissing like crazy with Jeff. I don't don't understand the point of this fight, honestly. Yeah,
1: they're just fighting over, like, who wants... who has a stronger desire to be kissed. Oh, and then I took note here. This kind of ties into the next thing where, um... Okay, so... They, Mary and Lucy have a couche basketball hoop for, like, I don't know, just 90s stuff. Koosh balls. And then... To come back to, like, Annie's storyline, um... When she goes to Arizona, her parents, like, aren't at their house... And then she.
0: Well, yeah, she goes unannounced.
1: Yeah, she goes unannounced. So they're not there, and then they come home from like I don't know, like a bridge tournament or something. Uh, and and when they get when they get back, they're like, oh, what are you doing here? And she's like, oh, the family misses you. So then, in the same day that she arrived in Arizona, they all decide that. They're going to go back to Glen Oak to but visit wait, the family. But wait, there are
0: some stipulations before they can go back to Glen Oak because...
1: Oh, they want to go hot air ballooning.
0: And they want to make sure there's water parks nearby.
1: Because Grandma's dying.
0: And Grandma's going to live her life to the fullest before she dies.
1: Which apparently includes... she's I guess she's never been to a... a water park is on her bucket list.
0: Um, because, you know, they're they're ready to fly out immediately.
1: Yeah, yeah. So,
0: and there's no time for packing. But Annie's really worried about her mom. She's like... Mom, shouldn't you be resting? Maybe we could leave tomorrow.
1: And Grandma grandma gets the line of the, the show tonight, and it was... Uh, it,
0: it, I'll be resting soon enough. I'll be enough.
1: resting soon enough. Of course, implying that she is going to be taking the big sleep. <laughs> the big sleep. <laughs> the big sleep. I have
0: three stars next to that line written down in my notes just because... That was amazing. We had to pause the episode as we were watching it. Just we had to, to
1: get that. we had to get that down accurately.
0: And also because we just need to, like, revel mm-hmm. in that moment. Um, we get a lot of, like, little bits uh, that you realize that, you know, grandma's living her life to the fullest. We mentioned about uh, the hot air balloons and the water parks, but they also have started drinking wine.
1: Yes, <laughs> as, a, as of, like, two days ago.
0: And are eating flame, uh, flaming yon.
1: And then, all right, so so when they're getting... Annie and her parents are getting back to the house
0: the same day that Annie flew out to yeah. Arizona, and
1: about the same time that, like, the same time that this like Mary and Lucy fight is wrapping up, and uh, Jimmy, like, Has the left. Rev is taking Jim, Jimmy Moon home, um, and they arrive and they bring Grandma and Grandpa bring gifts again. The last time they had parting gifts, and now they're bringing gifts, and they bring Simon and Ruthie Koosh balls just. Sign of the times, so, such nineties. You know, Mary and Lucy have the couch ball basketball hoop, and Simon and Ruthie getting the couch balls. Um,
0: the rest of this episode. Well, is I do really... have. I do
1: have. So while the Rev, actually before the Rev takes Jimmy Moon home, he gets a call from the police officer that Matt backed into, and he finds out that he's got to go pick up Matt, which is stupid anyway because they end up driving home in separate vehicles, and the cops tells the rev that the breathalyzer didn't indicate that Matt had been drinking at all. And the Diana, her father comes up to, um, Matt and, and the rev and he goes, Oh, I should have known better. The minister's son, which again, I don't think this is the first time it happened because, well, um, Mary had that line where she's like, as long as we're, you know, the minister's kids will never be normal, but they start on this, Really setting the foundation of, of the expectations that the kids are supposed to be like carrying with them as the children of the minister, and and just like they're, you know, everything they do is like under like a microscope. So, I thought that was I like, kind of, at least as as far as themes go that run throughout the show. There's a lot of inconsistencies and continuity errors, but I, I mean that's that's obviously a big one, something that like is constantly complicating the kids' lives. So, the Rev is angry. He's picking up mad at from the cop.
0: So we're on the main part of this episode now. Yeah,
1: as we had mentioned previously.
0: It's um, really Annie's titled, story.
1: Titled, yeah, and it's, well, it's titled in, in the Blink of an Eye or and In the Blink r- of an Eye. It's
0: really about the uh, Grandma, Grandma, Annie's mom. Yeah. Um,
1: Whose name what, we still don't know. We, she doesn't have a name. She's just Annie's mom, Grandma.
0: Grandma. So um, the rest of this episode really is, you know, I mean, it's like the section of this episode is what I called Grandma's Words of Wisdom because what she does is she goes around um the house and fixes all the issues that are taking place Yeah
1: so so when when they all get to the house it's evident like Lucy and Mary are fighting so first she kind of takes care of that and she tells them you know oh your sisters it's it's great that you have each other um and in like a crazy world you're all one another has so you better make it right because you know you need to rely on each other your sisters whatever
0: which is when we get the line of Lucy saying, "Probably the only time this is where probably I can, now." Uh, I can, like, so
1: so Lucy nails it, and which um, I'm telling
0: you will probably only happen very rarely. I,
1: I, I really can't believe I said that, but but Lucy uh, steals this scene because Mary again the, the younger kids. Matt is the only one who knows that Grandma is is dying, and um, Mary was like, "Oh, I think you know Grandma and Grandpa are acting a little weird," and Lucy says, "This whole family is weird." um which again like uh, that that's that that that's going to be on the vine that'll be on the vine uh, <laughs> <laughs> because another thing you know out of context when when they when the camdens become a little bit self-aware of how uh, abnormal their lives are it's um, a favorite but uh
0: Grandma also uh, mends things, not that much needs to be mended, but mends things between uh, Ruthie and Simon and their dilemma with the bed, uh, their bunk beds and who's going to sleep where. Um, And more importantly, she mends things between
1: Matt uh, Matt and the Rev. rev. Because Uh, obviously the Rev is pissed because he was like, what were you doing with a beer in the church van on a date when you weren't supposed to be any, like, you weren't supposed to be on a date and especially not with beer. Um, and I think, you know, grandma just says something to the effect of, you know, he's 16 and he's your son and he messed up and whatever. Um, and I I just wanted to, I hadn't talked about this before, but the first season does a lot of work to kind of misrepresent what eventually becomes Matt's character. I feel they really, in in the first episode, you know, he stays out all night and you're wondering what was he up to. Oh yeah, I'm sorry. In the second episode, he's out all night, and you wonder what he's up to. And you're like, "Oh, this guy's shady." And then you're like, "Oh, he's helping his pregnant friend and making sure she's comfortable and eats." And then in this one, you know, he he, yeah, he doesn't he he's on like restrictions, so he shouldn't have been on a date or whatever. But he still volunt- You know, the 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 Meals on Wheels could have gone undelivered, and and like, I don't know. It seems like they're trying to like build him into this bad kid when. I mean, it's not really a... I don't think it's a spoiler because it's always, like, he, he does things with good intentions and then, like, screws it up a little bit and, the, and, then, and then he's constantly in trouble. And the parents come down on him like like it's the worst thing that he ever could have done without, like, I don't know, his... I really think he's misunderstood. Um, but yeah. yeah, so Grandma grandma tells uh, Matt and, and, and the Rev to talk it out. So they do and everything's fine. And, and there's
0: a very, like, strange reconciliation between the Rev and Matt. Um, where they have a very meaningful hug, yes,
1: yeah, it was a it was a solid hug <laughs>
0: um, and then there's a couple of other like weird scenes that grandma's a part of in which um,
1: I just uh, wrote this is I'm just gonna read my note on this, extraneous weird grandparents dancing uh they oh so 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 annie's parents are are dancing, and they're being in the love
0: den it seems like in, I feel like they're dancing in the, in the love, love den. den,
1: it comes back to haunt us. Um, and they're being just, like, explicit, like, explicitly sexual. They're being, you know, uh, and they're pretty old. I was, like...
0: <laughs> they're, 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 the re, they're, they're Annie's parents.
1: Yeah, so I don't um, know how old we're gonna be. Nothing against,
0: them. you know, old love. It's just... Old <laughs> love. <laughs> it's just... Well, what happens, really, is... It doesn't is, belong
1: on the WB. <laughs> the WB was a young person's channel. <laughs>
0: So what happens is they're talking about how they're lucky that they have each other and they start kissing but in between each kiss Grandma makes these...
1: Oh, she's moaning?
0: Like these really weird moans but then uh, because she needs to go... You know, deliver words of wisdom. She has to walk away from the slow dancing and from the kissing, so she walks away. And what I've written down totally gives Grandpa an a, a "I'll fuck you later" we, wave back.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's like a little kind of like a, like kind of like Lucy's finger wave from when Jimmy Moon comes to the house. The oh god,
0: <laughs> I don't want to think about that.
1: Yeah, yeah, I just really swapped out the, the multi generational uh, sexualities, but you know. Alright, so Which brings us to the last scene of Oh wait, of first the show. Oh, and also while grandma and grandma wait grand the grand <laughs> the Grandma Grandma. And grandma <laughs> the grandparents are dancing. Uh the Rev comes in from having picked up Matt and this is before the words of wisdom are delivered. And Annie takes the Rev into the living room where her parents are dancing and she just kind of presents him and she goes, My husband <laughs> As if they've never met before. As if they've never met, they don't have five <laughs> kids together. Yeah, excuse you. Are you all right? Yeah, I'm just gonna you take need, a, water a moment. You need a moment. All right. Um, so yeah. So Grandma heals everything, and then we go to the next thing you see is Annie and the Rev in bed, uh, and and her mother is is standing next to the bed, and she says something about like, oh, it's been nice, but I have to go now. And I she's, love you, Annie. I love you. Yeah. And then she fades. She fades away.
0: And like we're both. Oh, well, I'm freaking out. I'm. Erin, uh, were you like?
1: <laughs> I don't think I freaked out, but I was like, "Is this another Buffy thing?" <laughs>
0: no, I, I immediately was like, "Is this another Demi Moore reference?" Oh, oh yeah, this time oh you thought ghost? that ghost, yeah, like I like, is this a Demi Moore themed episode?
1: You really hung up. You really like Ghost, don't you? We should do like a just like a, a podcast <laughs> like a on podcast Ghost, on, the movie, like recapping Ghost. Um, um, I've actually never seen it. Wait, oh. you've never seen Ghost? <laughs> I wasn't born yet. Um... <laughs> Actually, yeah, no, I've never seen Ghost. I know there's a pottery scene, and I know all about Whoopi Goldberg being like... You need to watch Ghost. Girl, you in danger. Um, All right, I'll watch Ghost. That'll be... um, Which, by the way, since we've taken this interlude to talk about movies with Demi Moore, um, Valentine's Day has an 18% rating on Rotten Tomatoes, so I am eating my words. Uh, I guess Striptease was worse than Valentine's Day. Uh, So, again... I was. This is just, an, it's well, been a bad episode Valentine's for me. Valentine's Day
0: did have Taylor Swift, which I've I guess
1: had, uh, increases every, the
0: value of that movie.
1: Yeah, because she creates an area of ex- exclusivity around it, so. <laughs>
0: um, well, okay. All right, Back so, to, to yeah, Grandma well, right, who's just right. like.
1: Faded away. Faded away. So Annie jumps out of bed, runs down the hallway to, you know, where where her parents are sleeping, and before she even gets to the door, her father comes out. And he looks at her and he's like, what is she, she first, he first says she's she's passed on and then she goes, he goes, she's gone. And then, you know, kind of fade out on, on, you know, the rev comes and and gathers what's going on and then it's it's Annie, yeah, it's Annie, her father and the rev hugging and and, then fades to black.
0: And the only thing I could really think about at the end of that scene was imagine being in bed with grandma and rolling over and then she's dead or like they're like spooning and she's dead.
1: it also. Oh god. Oh. It it also made me think back to in the first episode Lucy talks about how th- th- an old lady died in the house and left it to the church and I'm like, now you've had two women die in this house, two old ladies. And died also in house. um let's just remember that none of the ki- other than Matt is the only one who's like, "Oh, grandma's dying." So, not only has she now suddenly died to the, re- well, the for the rest of the kids it's sudden, but in their house. <laughs> like, that's, I don't know, there's just something weird about...
0: So I'm s- assuming this will be probably, hopefully be something that they we see in the next episode. Yeah, so here
1: we go. So that was the episode. Um, if I had to rate it um, on our, you know, se- seven stars, seven heavens, uh, I'm going to give it... And, and I realized, like, it wasn't that... It was, like, more, more plot line. It was very, very plot heavy. So it was good in that sense. Not good in, like, oh, I like an absurd episode of 7th Heaven Sense, so I'll give it... I'm going to give this one a 5. Oh, yeah. 5 was, out of 7.
0: I was going to do... Oh, I, for some reason...
1: Thought we were on a 10. On a 10 row. scale.
0: I was about to say, I think I'm going to have to go with a 5 out of 7, too. I was actually going to go as far up as a 6. Maybe... I'll, you know what? I'll give it a 5.5. Right. 5.
1: Oh, 5.5. 5. All right, so there you have it. We, uh, we've we rated it. Now, now, looking back at, at what... At the end of the second episode, is that what you thought, like, was gonna happen? Because definitely... Well, see, I
0: thought they, that this would be
1: something that would be in the
0: second episode, but, like...
1: But, um... The whole pregnant... That was just such a random thing to throw in... In, in between. between. the pilot and, and this episode. This feels like it could have been the second episode. It
0: flowed much better. Except
1: for maybe the purposes of the relationship building for Jimmy... Like, Jimmy Moon and Lucy, and then, like, Jeff Mary and, and Mary. Yeah. It felt like this these episodes... The second episode served more to build, like, the relationships that the kids are going to have going forward, which I guess is good, because now Grandma's dead, so who cares about the relationships that she had built? Um,
0: It just felt... I mean, I I know I gave it a 5.5, but it did feel like when you saw the whole Grandma's words of wisdom going on, all of that felt so contrived, and you... I mean... I was thinking she's dying very, very soon because they're placing a lot of emphasis on on how important Grandma is to this family. Like, without Grandma, they can't fix any of their problems.
1: Yeah, and, um, well, I've just, like, since I already... I've seen the episodes, but, like, I don't remember exactly what episode Everything Happens in. I thought she had one more episode. I thought... I, I, I forgot that she died in the house. Um, so, yeah, so uh, so what do you think? Now, now that that was, like, the major... That was like a three episode arc sort of I'm pretty um, sure
0: it'll probably go on for at least
1: another episode. Is that what what are you so what are you expecting now? Because now we've seen how like grandma's integral to the family.
0: I'm sure there'll be the aftermath of the kids finding out that their grandma was sick. They weren't told that they were sick and you know, I mean, a funeral. There has to be a funeral, right? Like yeah, they won't yeah. gloss over a funeral. Yeah. Um yeah.
1: So three episodes in. Now how are you feeling? I didn't I didn't ask you this last one, but uh How are you feeling about 7th Heaven? How are you feeling about the journey?
0: You know, I don't know if it's recording these podcasts or if it's, like, the show itself, but I, like, kind of look forward to watching, which... I'm kind of afraid, like, upset that I have to admit this to the world right now, <laughs> that I'm, like, excited about watching the next episode. Um, I kind of, I definitely understand how you watch this straight through from July to October, like, through the end. Oh, yeah, I would, like, October. come in
1: from, like, being out places and be like, gotta watch, like, two episodes, gotta get, gotta get it done, do my, my life's work of watching Seventh Heaven. Um, and then I started to get, sad, like, I got to, like, the eighth season and I started to feel sad that it was almost over, and that's when I knew.
0: Yeah, and I was complete, I was... Very confused as to why this was happening, because it just seemed like such an odd show, but I think because it's so odd, it kind of pulls you in.
1: Yeah, and now you're you're getting, like, the nuances of the plot points and stuff, so... And I
0: want, like, I want to know what happens next, and I also want to get to the really absurd stuff that's happening. I mean, I know that this episode didn't have, like, you know, a lot of, like, really funny moments, but, um...
1: I I mean, yeah, it had a few, but the thing is also when you say funny moments, it's like, you know the writers didn't think that it was funny when they wrote, like, when when, when Lucy said this whole family's crazy and, you know, uh, I'll be resting soon enough. I don't think many people probably, she obviously was talking about death, so, um, yeah. All right, so... That's it. That's a wrap on Season 1, Episode 3. Uh, I forget what it was called again. Uh, uh, in the Blink of an Eye. In the Blink of an Eye. All right. Thank you again for sticking with us for three episodes. We promise that it's only get, things are only going to get better. <laughs> and remember that our next episode, it's going to be Season 1, Episode 4, it is going to be released this upcoming Wednesday, October 19th.
0: I mean, you were spoiled with the first three episodes right off the bat, so you'll have to do a little bit of waiting for the fourth episode.
1: And then after that, we are going to be on uh, Wednesdays and Saturdays. You're going to be getting uh, you know, an episode uh, every Wednesday and every Saturday, so um, stick with us. Again, we've got uh, Twitter, at, at CamdenCastShow. Tumblr,
0: CamdenCast.tumblr.com. Facebook, CamdenCast um uh, and our email remember yeah
1: camdencast at gmail.com and remember to uh rate subscribe review whatever itunes like, whatever lets you, need you to do. do and w- with our social media just like comments concerns whatever questions w- whatever you want to send us send us and maybe you know we'll give you a little shout out all right uh so there it is once again i'm erin
0: and I'm Tanvi, and this was the third episode of Camden Cast. We'll see you next time.
1: Yeah, Wednesday, October 19th. Download it.